Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. I'm very excited for you to listen and watch today's episode with Naomi Ekparrigan, or as you might know, her black dress or black dress comedy on Twitter and Instagram. She is so wonderful. I can't get over how lovely of a conversation it was to have with her. We talk about her trials, tribulations, successes and failures all surrounding uh, Trader Joe's and hopefully a future sponsorship that Trader Joe's offers her because she's Mr. Joe doing you uh, a huge service. We also talk about her entering into comedy, uh, improv, stand up. What did that look like for her and how she's truly handling the pandemic as she is so wonderfully nicknamed it. Also, she's given me true, valid, pure reason to start watching Buffy for someone that hasn't dipped my toe in that uh, soap opera vamp. Is it about vampires? Uh, or, uh, forget the last part, but this is a really great conversation. Enjoy Naomi on Not Too Deep. Naomi, thank you for being here. Um, you are truly a, a queen of many things, but in particular, wow. one of my favorite things is your ability to nickname really tragic events in a very cute way. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you say pandemic every time gets me. I love it. It makes it much more palatable, I think. Yes, we're trying to add a sense of whimsy to the yes. crumbling feeling. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my, my other uh, question, concern, thought is... <laughs> Uh, has Trader Joe's reached out to sponsor you in any type of way at this point? Grace, Grace, <laughs> after everything I have said about them, okay, as an institution, as uh -huh. a place where I go for sustenance, <laughs> I haven't heard a goddamn word. I haven't heard really? a goddamn word. Really? No. Because uh, you've recently had a very engaging saga happen. <laughs> in your home. Um, how did it, can you explain to people that don't know what's go, what has no. transpired, no. what happened? Yes. Yes. I will relive <laughs> it for you because Thank I do you. consider this to be a safe space. Okay. okay a safe great. space where I can process. Um, so, you know, I am really like taking this coke, the cocoa very seriously. Okay. And <laughs> yes. I'm not leaving the house. I'm like, I, we go, me and my fiance, we go grocery shopping like once a month, like out to the store. And that's responsible. Thank yeah. you. And we have to go to TJ's because that is like the one place that refuses to Instacart or deliver or curbside pickup. And mm. I need my cereals. Okay. <laughs> I'm very brand loyal to cereals. <laughs> so we go. And when we go, it's a big deal. You know, Trader mm -hmm. Joe's, look, even before a pandemic, the place was lawless. Okay. Because we're all <laughs> there because we're broke but want to be healthy. So yeah. it's like both an entitled but a scrappy group. Yes. That yes, goes yes. to TJ's. You know it's what I like, mean? Can you imagine? I just think of the musical Rent, if it was written now, would incorporate a scene in Trader Joe's yes. at some point. <laughs> yes. Yes. Literally, yes. Seasons of hummus in yeah. a Trader Joe's aisle. Like that's what it would be. Yes. 100%. I would be Joanne. I would be Joanne. Okay. <laughs> so, so we go and it's like packed and you know, we go with a list. We want to get in and out. And again, because it's once a month. I mean, we're loading mm -hmm. up. We each get a cart. And yeah, like, you prepared. Honey, I'm like, you take <laughs> frozen, I'm getting the produce. <laughs> and so we have a whole system. So we get everything, get out, you know, and like you come home with everything. And then of course you got to disinfect it. All right. You got to yeah. wipe it down. You mm -hmm. got to wash the veggies. It's a process. It's mm -hmm. a process. So by the time that happens, like we went shopping at 11 a.m. We're done by two doing all that. And then at 5 p.m., our electricity goes out. No. When I tell you this is the most full our fridge and freezer <laughs> had been, like, in a month. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, yeah. laughable. The Tetris we had to do to fit everything. We were and like, you're looking Ooh. at it like this is opulence. Like, we yes. have provided for ourselves. We have hunted yes. and gathered at the same time. Yes. <laughs> I was like, we are thriving. Uh -huh. Okay. Do you know we've got two flavors of Greek yogurt, okay? <laughs> Coming through with soft cheeses. A brie, baby. A mozz, baby. Give us a Monty Jack. Parmesan. We're going from soft to hard. We've got a whole fucking cheese array. And so when that, when that power went out, dude, uh, it was like, 
and we literally were just like, okay, okay, like it'll come back. It'll come yeah. back. Yeah. This is the it'll test. Come back. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, it was, and we looked online and it said you had four hours for like dairy in particular. Right. Oh, wait. So and you so went we, online and you looked up how long can these items last without yes. refrigeration? Okay. Yes. Like if the electricity, how long? And of course it was like, don't open the fridge, don't open the freezer, you know, right. let it all hold the cold. And it said four hours. So we were like, okay, okay. Well, don't worry. Don't worry till hour four. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, I'm in my upper register. Yeah. <laughs> me- meanwhile, luckily, you know, the electric, the, the water and power, they came within the hour. Okay. So this happened at five. They were there by six. So we're like, okay, okay getting handled. The electricity did not come back on until 1.30 a.m. A.m. Yes. <gasps> so that was eight and a half hours, girl. Oh, no. And they were working on it the whole time. Like at one point, because like literally there was a point at which one truck comes, then a second truck comes, then the second truck leaves and a third <laughs> truck comes. It was like one of those, like, we're going to need a bigger boat. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh no, what's happening? <laughs> and so, you know, we were very, very like, you know, to get that haul and to get yeah. that stuff. And also stuff like this happens, of course. But, you know, it's like we already in a goddamn pandemic. But, yeah, the stuff like this shouldn't happen day 110 in a pandemic when yes. you've already, you've done your responsible yes. due diligence of you know, spacing out your trips every 30 <laughs> to 40 days. Like you're not going every day. Yeah. That is uh wild. It but, was rough. So it all, all the power, everything's working. Everything's okay now. Yes. Or, did you lose I, any? Uh, okay. Okay. This was it. So yeah. I am more inclined to just take a bite of cheese and see what happens to my, to my butt. Yeah. At this Where? point, you guys are, you know, each other well enough. Yeah. You've been stuck with each other well enough that you can take a chance. Yeah. Whereas Andy, my betrothed, he's like, I'm not willing to, he's like, I don't want to, like, I can't even risk being physically uncomfortable. There's like already too much going on. So, so yesterday I did have a little bit of that brie with some crackers. So far, so good. Okay. Okay. So So you become your own science experiment basically at this point. Aren't we all doctors at this point? A hundred percent. With everything we've been reading, I'm always (laughs) like the viral load and how fast does it travel indoors? It's like, and then the dogs can get it maybe, I guess, or supposedly who knows? No, 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 no. I know. Well, you have, you have a sweet, sweet pup, Mabel. Wow. Grace, for you to just come in here and know the name I'm, of my daughter. I've done a lot of research. I've done like a, a very kind of um, uh, a borderline stalkerish amount of research Ooh. on you. Ooh. So, But Mabel, Mabel is such a sweetie. What is the, can I ask the origin story of Mabel? So we have not even had her a year yet. Um, okay. We already, we got her August 30th of last year. Okay. We already had two cats and the cats were Andy's when we first got together. Mm-hmm. And I love cats. I love animals. But I think we moved to LA about three years ago and I was like, I want one that's mine. Yeah. You know, because I feel yeah. like the cats are his and I want an animal that loves me. Of course. <laughs> of course. And then LA, you know, is so sunny and warm. It makes it seem easy to have a dog. Right. So we... You know, so last year I was like, I was like, come on, let's do it. We moved into an apartment we like, you know, we feel like we have a little more room. Uh-huh. And it was like, I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a mother. I'm ready to be a mother. <laughs> and so we went and we had to do a whole thing because again, we had the cat. So we went to Lang Foundation. Shout out to Lang mm. Foundation. Okay. They are rescue and they will do cat testing. So if you want a dog, they also have cats and they will like, we're like, hey, we have cats. Can we see how this dog goes? They oh, will bring cool. their dog into a room with like oh, a bunch of their cats. I've never heard of that do. before. That's super cool. Yeah. So she, that was funny because they were like, she didn't fail, but she <laughs> didn't like she, the perfect response is a dog who does not care. Right. right? right Ideally right. the dog literally just like lets the cats kind of roam around. Them. Mabel, she didn't want to fight. She didn't start anything, but she was very into sniffing their butts. Okay. In a way that was invasive. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Not in, you can't do that in 2019, honey. You, you, <laughs> honey, you can't. You have to, okay? You have got to believe cats. And so, so when we brought her home, we did a whole dramatic, like, 
for a month, they were not in the same place. Like she oh, lived wow. in our bedroom for a month. So she didn't even slowed. know that they existed or like kind of could tell. They smell each other, right? Like they can yeah. sense it. Something's going down. And then right. you would like slowly let them see each other through a gate. Stuff. We bought a baby <laughs> gate, a baby gate. I told you I'm a mother. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, and then, and so now so far so good. Like, you know, like okay. they don't, she doesn't do anything. She is like a narc. I do believe Mabel <laughs> would work for the police because okay. if anything is happening, like if the cats are wrestling or even if Andy and I like are kissing, she uh-huh. will bark. She like comes over and barks like, break it up. So she's like a professional chaperone. Yeah. She's yeah. like a, a middle school dance chaperone, like six feet, six yes. feet. <laughs> Keep your yeah. distance. Oh my gosh. Should I start calling her sister Mary Mabel? Oh, she's like I mean, a nun. It, it, uh, it's, it's obvious. Uh, <laughs> So okay, I uh, you you in your stand up you talk about Andy a lot. You guys have obviously a very beautiful relationship. <laughs> what and you guys host a podcast together. What was the like uh the crossing of the line of being like <laughs> we both are comedians, we both do our thing, let's work together now. Oh girl. Oh girl. <laughs> what was the crossing of the, the crossing of the line is living together mm-hmm. and talking about everything. Yeah. So, you know what'll happen with like just any like comedy friends or creative friends. You know how it's like y'all talk about something and it's like, yep. should we do this together? Yeah. Or like this is both of our idea, I guess. Like that's that's kind of how it happened in a way because couples therapy started as a live show okay. on the pod. You know, we have comics who are close do sets together, mm-hmm. and that was a live version. Now, of course, in quarantine, we're doing interviews, we're answering relationship questions. It's like I love it. I'm like. I also really appreciate the podcast more now because it's my way to interact with humans. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that. If you're like, people. A hundred percent. Like being able to have this conversation and this Zoom like interaction, like will uh I'll be fine for the rest of the week now. Like I'll be good. I have yeah. my I have my socializing down today. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's so basically we started as a live show because we realized, oh, we know a lot of comics and people who are like a couple or not. Mm-hmm. And we tried it. And then I feel like the decision to be a podcast is you moved to LA and I don't know about you, but when I moved here, I received a letter from the Los Angeles podcast council <laughs> saying I had saying I had 180 days to establish my podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is very true. Very true. <laughs> so we were like, we got to do something. We got to do but something before they kick us out. You guys also, uh, you stream on Twitch, right? While yeah, you podcast? Every, yes. Every Wednesday at two o'clock uh, Pacific. We just do like an hour. Sometimes we'll have, you know, duos, kind of like the live show. But yeah. then a lot of times just me and Andy and it's really fun. We, we have the, a lot of people watch, like we're the CTQC, which is the couples therapy quarantine crew. I so it's like, it. we literally like people every week and it's like, and people in the chat talk to each other, like they're friends now. Oh, and that's it's like, great. It's like, like an actual community. community. That's yes. really sweet. And so how, uh, so you, you work in entertainment, comedian, actress, you've been doing a lot of wonderful things. In quarantine, what is like, uh, if there is a regular day like for you guys? <laughs> oh, great. I know. Oh, great. <laughs> well, this is yeah. me secretly just wanting to hear what other people are doing so I don't feel so fucking alone oh. and weird. <laughs> oh, I'll, t- I'll be honest with you, okay? Get okay. Space. Now, all right. So 9, 9.30, mm-hmm. I wake up. No matter what time I've gone to bed, I now have this internal clock from having the dog. I mm. get up, I do the morning walks. So I get up, I take her out. Luckily, it feels like in quarantine, she's become a lazy girl. Okay. Um, we used to do a 20, 30 minute walk in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now she goes to one end of the block, does her business. We come back, she sits on the stoop. I uh, said, so oh. girl, I'm, I'm into you. I appreciate the efficiency. So efficient in the morning. <laughs> so then, like, so, you know, we sit out 15 minutes, come back in. Feed, feed her, you mm-hmm. know, um, take your Lexapro, take your Wellbutrin. Um, <laughs> then really, you know, then, oh, I'm hungry. I wake up so hungry. <laughs> and then I'll usually either have my Trader Joe's vanilla almond, just the cluster cereal. Uh, all right. A, a real fan. hearty bowl, a yeah. hearty bowl. <laughs> and then usually, honey, that'll take a lot out of me. All uh-huh. right. Just eating that, digesting that. Yeah. Now you go back to bed. All right. So now you're at about you're at about 1030 and uh-huh. you want to just lay down. All right. You wanna... I think that's a wildly overlooked, but like deeply important thing to do is to have a late morning lie down. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I see you. (laughs) You were seeing me for holding me in awareness. Uh Uh-huh. And then that'll bring us to 1231, you know, at which point, sure, sure, write a little something, uh, whether that be an email or a tweet or or a strongly worded Yelp review. Just get the juices flowing. (laughs) The blah, fingers blah. going, yeah. Get the fingers going. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, it's not the same. Like, some I have been writing some stuff. So, you know, if I'm like, okay, I want to get this done, mm-hmm. I've, I've accepted. I work in short bursts, you know? Like, I can't beat myself up because I'm like, you didn't finish today. I do way better in short bursts. I don't know about you. Oh. Like, you've written a book. Like, what was your, you know? Like, I, I That's like the same solid. thing. I, I work the same way and I'm I'm happy to hear you say that, that like if uh, Mamrie and I always talk about how we work on like reward based systems of like, <laughs> if I work for one hour straight, I can uh-huh. watch this garbage television show for 45 yeah. minutes and then right. I can go back. But that's, yeah, I have to recognize that I cannot work consistently throughout the course of a day. I have to work, uh-huh. like you said, in small bursts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to work myself up to it. So now I've started to accept, okay, you know what this net, you got to, you got to ramp into it. You mm-hmm. got to power up. And you power down. <laughs> so I'm just zigzagging, honey. I'm zigzagging. And then like four, and then around like three or four, that's when I come to Andy and I go, what are we having for dinner? You know what I mean? That's <laughs> it. That's, that's if I'm like being good waiting uh-huh. until three or four. Normally, honey, I wake up and I'm like, what are we having for dinner? And uh-huh. work backwards. I yep. work backwards calorically, <laughs> calorically, health, nutritionally. Uh-huh. And then... And then, like, I usually like five or six ish, right? We walk the dog again, and that's like a long walk. It's like cool outside. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, nature, humanity, yes. wonderful. <laughs> and then, honey, I come back at about 6 30. I'm like, you done your best. That's your full <laughs> day. You're off the clock. Like, I don't work at night. I don't work at no. night. Um, I'm not a night out. Like, I stay up, but I'm not a, um, I don't have like creative juices at midnight. Right, you know? right, right. Some people yeah. do. Totally. So. No, that's what I, I used to be that kind of person that I would think that like the afternoon, late afternoon tonight is like where I got my best ideas and I could work because I'm my own boss and I work from home. So like, uh, you know, regular work schedule doesn't apply to me. And so I can right. do it. But now same with you, I have to like get it done early in the day. And then by like five or six, I'm like, we did a day. We deserve <laughs> a night. How wonderful. You clock out. You got to clock totally. out at 530. 100%. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, uh, I have so many questions about you. You've had braces twice. Um, <laughs> and uh, I need to know about uh, your relationship with social media because I think it's really beautiful and it, people need to know about it. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, let's jump back into okay, it. Okay. You've had braces twice. Uh-huh. That is a fact. Um <laughs> how how why when? Okay, honey. All right. The first time. <laughs> and if I'd this have... is a sensitive subject, we can move on, but Grace, I only 30... saw this. Honey, okay. I'm 36, still wearing a retainer. <laughs> I this is not sensitive. So the first time I had braces was um, I think at fifth grade I started all it's like fifth or sixth grade. I had them for three years, eight months, and twenty days. A wow. thing you remember when you're 13, you know? Oh, I wanted braces so bad when I would go to the dentist and they would do like the whatever x-rays of your teeth. Yeah. I would push my top teeth over my bottom teeth so hard no. so that I think he would say that I had an overbite and I never got no. him. But yeah. So, so you, you did, I'm so sorry your teeth are perfect. I, it's, it's all bullshit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought I thought they were so cool. I I loved accessories when I was younger, and I thought that okay. was like the most beautiful accessory. That you wanted like have. you wanted like sparkly rubber bands oh, over I, them, like you know the kids who uh, would do that, like rubber bands. A hundred percent. I wanted the orange and black for Halloween colors. Yes. I wanted all of it. <laughs> yeah, I was. I hated them always. I was never whimsical. I was just like, <laughs> just literally like get them off. But the reason why I remember it took so long the first time is because this orthodontist, his whole thing was accelerated orthodontics, meaning you would not have them as long as wow. normal. And then that I had seems... them damn near four years. Yeah, that seems wrong. 
as a theory. (laughs) I was livid. And then, so that was like, yeah, eighth grade, I got them all. And then junior year of college, I had the junior and senior year. I had them for another two years. Wow. And that was, you know what I mean? And it was like, honey, this ain't a fashion show. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it was was humbling. Yeah. Um, And even like when I I had them after graduation. So like my first job out of college, I'm like on stage braces. Wow. (laughs) Like, how old are you? Um, But that's very character building, I imagine. Like you have to create a a confidence to do that. (laughs) No, no, no. It's why it's it's what he as I said, it keeps you humble. It uh-huh. keeps you it keeps a nice low level self-loathing that okay. has you, that encourages <laughs> you to keep trying. It encourages you to keep trying. So uh to tangent off of this a little bit, comedy, at what point or was there a point that you found it interesting or that you thought this is something I want to do? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a professional doing of this, but like at yeah. what point in your life were you like this? I want, I like laughing. I want people to laugh. Um, it's interesting. Cause I definitely like, didn't know how you made it a job. You know, people yeah. like TV was, TV was like a magical box. It's like, I don't know how you get in there. Right, I really, right. really didn't, you know, it was just like, I was obsessed with it. I was into it. You know, I also, I would say like, I was a child of the nineties where like, there were a lot of black TV shows. You know what I mean? If you remember, like, so I very much was like, oh, I want to be an actor. And I saw that. So I think yeah. it was definitely acting before comedy. Right. Because um, I still didn't really know. And then it was when I got to college, I was in an improv group. I did college. Oh. And that was my first time doing improv. You know, I didn't really know. And you know, when you get to college and you're like, I'm going to reinvent myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, and it was that first, you know, month of school. You know, and people and the people that were like, you're funny. You should try out for improv. You know, and I was like, okay, okay, that's me now. (laughs) (laughs) And I went and I didn't make it my freshman year, but I got a call back. And it was like, and what I remember so distinctly, why I was like, oh, I got to do this was, you know, you go in, you do your scene or whatever. And then they call the next people. And we left and I heard them like laughing and like re-saying what I had just said in the scene. Oh, that's cool. And that hit me. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. can that happen? Can we make people do that yeah and, oh that's and, so cool and that's when I was like okay I want to do this and so it really kind of started through improv and then in doing improv uh you did improv right Grace? yeah I did it at the people's improv theater in New yes. York yeah so it's like I don't know but you was like and doing improv I was like I don't need all these people here it's like <laughs> I had to learn I had to see a group I did a group setting to be uh-huh. like oh no 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 I'm a solo artist <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's kind of how I got into stand up. And, you know, being from New York, I mean, it basically started, you know, bar shows and, right. you know, I think, mics and stuff. Yeah, I saw a throwback Thursday photo, I think, of like your first open mic was in California. Here. I know. It was here of all places in yeah. 2000, 2006. Yeah. Wow. Be- because I was visiting a friend who lived here. Mm-hmm. And I tend to do that. Like when I travel or I'm away from home, I'll take risks because my, because my thinking is if I crash and burn, I'll never be here again. You know oh, what I mean? A hun- that Mamer and I have, uh, when we first met, we also dabbled with the idea of doing standup. It's, it's so intimidating to me, but we always said we were going to go to New Jersey and do it like an open <laughs> mic in New Jersey because <laughs> no one would know how awful we were. <laughs> Yes. Exactly. So I get you that. Get I get it. that mentality. Yeah. You get it. So my whole thing was, you know, we were there in LA and I was like, and that's literally like the thing I asked. I was like, I just want to go to one open mic. I asked mm. her like, can we do that? And you know, my thinking was I'll finally bite the bullet. And then if it sucks, honey, pack a bag, get on a jet plane. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, so that was the first time. And it actually, it wasn't that bad. You know, it was, yeah. um, it was, I got some laugh again. It was like barely an audience. I got some laughs, but I do remember the host, like, because we stayed for the show again, you know, in your early days. You're like, do I stay for the whole thing? Right. What's I didn't know the any decorum better. here? I, I don't know. know. Exactly. Yeah. The decorum. I'm like, I'm really hungry, but I'll stay. <laughs> and um, I remember the host, like, saying, you know, he's like up there and he's like, oh, she was funny, like, mm-hmm. pointing at me. And it was like, okay, okay. And, you know, was it like some big old, like, I didn't, honey, it wasn't like a fucking standing ovation, thunderous applause, but it was right. enough to know, like, you can try this and it won't kill you. And like, mm-hmm. you might have a little something. Totally. That's very cool. And also uh, just very, I think, inspiring whenever 
if ever stand up comedy comes back for people Stop to dip it. their toe when, in. When, when, when. <laughs> when it comes back. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. In in quarantine, we've all had to adapt, we've all had to adjust. How and your relationship with social media, I think, is so beautiful and wonderful and, and effortless. What is your really? favorite? I, it's great because I've uh, been doing this for like 10 years, but I still like freeze up a lot uh, on social media because it's so inundating. But like, what's your favorite social media platform? Like when you open your phone, what's the first thing that you were kind of like unconsciously checking on? Now it's Instagram. And it Instagram. definitely okay. wasn't just, you know, I feel like initially, right, being a comic, it was all about Twitter. You got to do yeah. jokes. You got to do jokes. Mm-hmm. And I was never really that good of that. To me, I feel like I'm just more conversational. I, I couldn't really be pithy. Mm-hmm. You know, now we have like, what, 280 characters. I have a little more to work with. But <laughs> I certainly could not give you the world in 140, you know. Uh-huh. And so it wasn't really my thing. And I felt like I don't know how to use this stuff. And then Insta came out. And then I was like, it feels weird knowing what somebody from college just ate for dinner. Like, I thought it was too invasive. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was invasive. I didn't know how I like to do it. And it's only, I feel like, in quarantine that I've started to kind of, like, just say, fuck it. I feel like I've become, I'm calling myself very young and online. That's what <laughs> I tell myself now. I go, I'm young and online. Because I, <laughs> I do videos now, and I would have never before. Um, but it's Insta because, right, mm-hmm. as Twitter became more of a political platform, yeah. Insta, I can curate, honey. I can curate. I follow animal rescues. I follow babies. Yeah, this is what I was going to ask. What is your, like, uh, if you have recommendations on what what do you follow? Okay, look, I love to, honey, I open it up. I need my social media to not make me feel like crap, right? Yes. So follow Mayday Rescue, M-A-E-D-A-Y, the cutest okay. little dogs here in Los Angeles, honey. Wonderful. I follow... Uh, cat lovers club come on what are they up to <laughs> what are they doing i follow an array of zoos bronx zoo san diego zoo the oh. zoos are always having fun they're instagrams i saw a lovely dolphin show grace i haven't even thought about that entire branch of instagram thank you for letting and me know you can watch a dolphin show at home <laughs> sit in the house watch a dolphin show this is quarantine baby it's quarantine <laughs> Okay, what are you guys watching on TV movies? Like, what's your go-to now? Are you binging anything? So, you know, I like terrible television, okay? Oh, me too. I, 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 no, no, no. You like, you watch The Housewives. That's like, quote unquote, terrible, but there's a cultural conversation around it. I'm watching sure. Shark Week, Grace. I'm oh, watching Shark Week on okay. Hulu. Okay. okay? <laughs> Like old Shark Weeks? Yes, yes. <laughs> Shark Week 2017. Shark Week 2018. Amazing. Are you are you learning things? Is there? Oh my god! Absolutely. Okay. Also, because you know, I also mostly I love true crime, and so I think my pivot yeah. to Shark Week in a way has been a pivot to nature's true crime. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> to be watching Shark Week is to be watching predators at work, and Very that's just true. what I'm into. Um. But I've also been, I like a lot of like, give me like a British procedural, like a mystery, like something. We're watching one on Netflix now called Geary Haji. It's like Japan and London. And Geary means duty and Haji means shame. And it's like a cop and he's got to get his brother who's working for the Yakuza and he's gone to London. And it's like, ooh, wow. The drama, the (laughs) grittiness. And this is, uh, this is scripted. Yes, and it's on okay. Netflix, and it's just like I like the British shows because they don't do as many episodes. You know what I mean? Like they get mm. in and out. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's eight one-hour episodes. Like you watch the first episode, you feel like you've had a whole season worth of experience. You know, wow. with everything that happens. I'm telling you, I that's my new it. jam. Okay, you gotta get okay. into it. Are you into uh, like unsolved mysteries or things like that? Grace, yeah, I would like you to solve them. <laughs> unsolved i know there is a little bit of blue balls at the end of the episode because <laughs> i want to know i want to wrap it up and i want to know that there's closure on this horrific experience that we've all gone through now i need closure like i don't watch you know as a true i feel like i'm always going to impress upon people i don't watch true crime for gore like i'm not right. here to just hear about someone being hurt it's more that i'm interested in the process of finding who did it like i'm mm. very into the you know, the system, the justice system and cops 
guests and like what they do and what they don't do and all that kind of stuff. hundred percent. I want to watch for. And there's nothing I hate more, especially some of my murder podcasts, honey. Yeah. They, I had this one podcast, but case uh-huh. file, true crime episodes are anywhere from one hour to like two hour 20. Okay. Whoa. Okay. And there's nothing I hate more than listening to an episode and figuring out at the end of two fucking hours, they ain't found a bit. <laughs> You gotta tell me up top. Cause that was a waste of my time. Oh no. Yeah, that's horrible. At least unsolved mysteries, like you know what you're getting into. Like it's your fault if you think that this is gonna wrap up in a with a bow. Um if you like that kind of stuff, I would recommend Wrong Man. I don't know if you it's on stars, I think, but it's also on like Amazon Prime or whatever. And it's like this, it's it's like this ragtag group of like retired FBI interrogators and like cops and things. And they've been hired to investigate these. Uh, and they work, I think, in tandem with the Innocence Project. And okay. they work to kind of reinvestigate these people okay, that yes. have been imprisoned. Yes. And it's like this, it's like this team of Avengers, but they're doing like <gasps> real world like they they're going to these small towns they're talking to the cops that handled these cases they're showing all the holes in the case they're showing all the bad behavior of investigators and cops it is so but it also it a lot of the the narratives don't wrap up well Mm. but they do a great job of exposing all of like the uh, missteps that happened in the actual yes. like investigation, which is so wonderful. I love when people that are lazy and bad at their jobs get called out for it. It's <gasps> so too. it's very satisfying in these trying times to watch yes. it happen. So I highly recommend that for you guys Thank if you. you're looking for stuff. Thank you. That's good, um, Grace. Thank you. Of course, you're absolutely welcome. What I mean, you guys are probably. Oh, okay. Here's my question for you. <laughs> Uh, you got you. So couples therapy is the live show turned podcast that you mm-hmm. host with your fiance, husband. Fiance. Yeah. Fiance. Say, we've been together 10 years. So yeah. I, uh, will say husband interchain interchangeably. Okay. But, is there, is there wedding plans or is oh, this like, totes. Okay. there are going to be wedding plans. And then we have the Rona, like literally okay. March 5th, I had looked at a venue in New York and I came back to LA and I was like, Andy, I think this is the one. And wow. we were emailing and the lady, of course, was trying to get that down payment. And then uh, as soon as the, you know, call, I was like, we just got to wait. We can't dang. even. At yeah. least you didn't put the down payment down. So. Exactly. But there, so there's stuff to look forward to as soon as all oh, of this lifts. Oh, sure. We've okay. all got a little something to look forward to. Totally. But you guys have been giving out advice for couples in various forms. So <laughs> I would wonder what's your um, major piece of advice for these couples the first couple okay uh is the obamas <laughs> okay what my number one piece of advice to the obamas is relax all right i think you both need to buy a pair of sweatpants <laughs> you need to sit on a couch for a solid two hours i don't think they sit down for more than 15 minutes i yeah. think that it would be good for them to just sink into each other just honey <laughs> Get a lounge. sectional lounge. <laughs> lounge. <laughs> I love That's that. That's my advice. Okay. What is your advice for Elon Musk and Grimes? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's perfect. Okay. Last couple. Kermit and Miss Piggy. Well, you know what? We often say believe women. <laughs> However, I feel that Miss Piggy, um, she... <laughs> She has to accept boundaries. She yeah. has to accept boundaries because she's beautiful. She has options. She doesn't have to chase it. Mm-hmm. Grace, I always say anyone worth your time will never have to be convinced. Okay, that's what I say. That's and, beautiful advice. And and that, honey, is what I have to say from Miss Piggy. Yeah. I have to tell honey, <laughs> honey. First of all, maybe change your last name. That might be affecting your self-esteem. All right. Mm, very fair. And and then just, you know, find someone who is here for the thickness. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we're going to take one last break. When we get back, we have a bunch of Twitter questions for you that um, mm-hmm. some are very real and wonderful and some of them <laughs> are not. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, we're back in. 
Naomi, before we get to all these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. Um, The first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Wow. And I, uh, and this is with the understanding that your answer can change on a regular basis, but, uh, it's today who in your mind is someone that you'd love to throw cold spaghetti at? It's so interesting. You say that, you know, I hate to get political, but I really want to throw cold spaghetti on Kellyanne Conway. There's something about her, even though she's like not essential of a figure anymore, she still works my nerve. It's it's wild. Yeah, there's something, um, there's so much effort put into being so evil that it's so unnerving to me. (laughs) Yes, yes. And there's also just something about, you know, the discomfort of cold spaghetti. Yes. But also like, is it assault? No, I'm off the hook. And that's what (laughs) I like. That's what I like about it. I'm with you. Okay. The other question that I ask every single guest on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or a (laughs) close or close call, but you can only use three words or small phrases. So, for oh. instance, for instance, mine is a uh, college jogging front lawn. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Lexapro side effects, laundry and unit. Wow, we have definitely never heard uh, those uh, string of words for this answer. <laughs> Uh, paints a very um, specific picture. Thank you. I also love that you had them in mind immediately after the question was asked. Because sometimes people are like, "I don't." That's never happened to me. And I'm like, "Well, Grace, it was somewhat recent." Okay, why? (laughs) It's fresh. I get it. It's fresh. Okay, let's get to these Twitter questions. Um, First one: favorite add-in to mac and cheese. Oh, wow. Okay. Bacon, peas. Bacon, Bacon and, and peas. peas. Yes, Together. I, yes, I'm creating more Ooh. of a, if you think about it, a carbonara. Yeah. Right? That uh-huh. feel that the egg. 100%. I love the bacon and a pea. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, okay, someone wants to know, ask her to just geek out about Buffy for a bit. Are you a big, <laughs> I? because I've never watched Buffy. Grace. I know. So ex- I, I would ask you to explain to someone like me that's never dipped my toe in that pond, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. W- why I should. Okay. Were you an angsty teen at all? Did you feel not understood? Did you have bigger dreams than your yeah. small town would let you have? Yes. I, f- I felt like I was, I was trapped in a small town. Yes. Penny, <laughs> you're a slayer. You're a okay. slayer. We're all a slayer. And Buffy captures a moment in time. Now, to be fair, yes, I was watching it in seventh grade, right? So I do have an attachment. Uh But Buffy is a story of a girl in a tiny town who has to face every hurdle you can imagine. Mm. And it's just, it's this also a perfect, I love for me, that show is very fun, it is a genre meld, right? Because it's like Mm -hmm. fantasy slash sci-fi-ish, right? But then really funny. And then also a real heavy drama. It pretty much takes the drama, it takes high school and all its angst and drama and just heightens it to the level of people being actual monsters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. High school, high school um, on crack. Wow. High school terrifying. Like the allegory is just like in your face. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's cool. And it's fun and it's cute. And honestly, we're in quarantine, honey. What else are you doing? It has like seven seasons. My boyfriend just introduced me to Lost. I've never watched Lost before. I've never watched Lost. Are you liking it? It is a lot. They definitely (laughs) are lost and they are not (laughs) where they are supposed to be. Uh, But it is. Yeah, it's it's. It's wild to know that I guess when it came out like 2003, 2004, mm-hmm. crazy that like it was taken so seriously and it is sci-fi, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize at first. I thought it was just kind of I don't know, adventure thriller, adventure thriller-ish, but yeah, yeah it's at it's very like unapologetically soap opera yeah a bit which is okay. what i imagine buffy to be but oh yeah be soapy yeah okay 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 I, I mean yeah now is the time to catch up on all of these yeah. um okay someone wants to know what is your favorite type of bean type of bean type of bean wow huh difficult question refried 
Okay. That's a great answer. I'm a with you. Refried bean. Have you ever eaten refried beans cold? Like straight from the can. No, 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 no. no. Okay. No. So so you haven't Have reached you? that level of depression. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. yeah. It's uh I mean, they're not the worst. They they do the trick. Uh <laughs> okay. Someone to know what book, show, or film do you just know you could have written ten times better? Huh. Ooh. Book, show question. or film. That is tough. That is tough. Um, or is there a book, show, or film that you, I guess, I'll rephrase, wish that you could have been a part of writing? Yeah, I wish I could have been a part of writing. Um, you know what I love? And I mean, it's all kind of coming together a piece. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, I've Shaun? never seen that. Oh, Grace, honey. So good. Okay, I'm getting a lot Grace. of great recommendations from this podcast. <laughs> you got it. Shaun of the Dead, to me, and especially when it came out, it was just so um, funny and good and like the way mm-hmm. it's shot and everything about it is like I just wish I was there yeah and then also the other thing actually I found another one that I was actually obsessed with in the heights which is Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical yeah um, and he I went to his college and I'd seen it when like the prototype in the heights which is very different from what ended wow. up on Broadway you saw it in the beta version uh, I know <laughs> and like but what I especially because like you know I grew up in Harlem and the way he talks about Washington Heights and Harlem, it just felt so, I just so connected with that and like bringing that culture and that world to a Broadway stage. Like I remember when I saw it for the first time and I was just like crying and it wasn't, mm-hmm. um, it really was probably, I guess what we would say at the time, like representation matters, yeah. right? Like it's like, I'm not Latinx, but I was like, that's my neighborhood. And yeah, like, yeah. to see all these people in an audience loving it and appreciating it. I was oh. like, <laughs> This is what <laughs> we create for to bridge the gap. Like, that's oh beautiful. God, it got me. Oh, yeah, those are my two. Oh, that's good to know. And oh, uh, when you have an experience like that, yeah, unforgettable. Uh, someone to know what is your worst Corona Chronicles experience? And for people <laughs> that don't know what Corona Chron- Chronicles are, can okay, you this this is just. Yeah, I started doing Instagram stories, charting, yes. <laughs> charting, you know, the moment we got into quarantine, I said, you know, what can I do? Uh, I'm never doing comedy again. <laughs> what, like, what are my options? Yeah. Um, and then also just wanting to, I, I say it charts one woman's descent into madness <laughs> as her roots grow out. Yes. All right. So if you really start from the beginning, because they are saved to highlights, honey, okay. Grace, I got a bang going. I got a nice bend. Here we are 130 days in. I'm not even showing you the shit, okay? I'm giving you gypsy on the uh, Atlantic City Pier. Realness. And so it, so the worst, like just things that happened, right? As we kind of go, I think the worst yeah. for me was when it was um, Pandemic Patty is what I'm calling her. Oh, yes. and when I went to pick up like a CSA box, you know, like uh-huh. a veggies and stuff from mm-hmm. a local restaurant. And they have a whole system where it's like, you know, you place your order, you know, when it's ready, you drive up, you call them and you're like, I'm here. And then mm-hmm. they will place your box outside. Right. Okay. So no contact. So there are people outside standing and waiting. I'm staying in the car and I call. She goes, okay, we're getting your stuff. She's like putting it out. I see her come and put it out. So I get out of my car. I walk to the box. Grace, this young white woman approaches me literally two inches from my damn thing. And you know the rule is six. Yeah. (laughs) And she comes up. Also, she's not wearing a mask. So this is like before, like this is early days when it wasn't really mandated. Sure. But she comes in and she's like, like, excuse me, I think that's my box of stuff. Now, Grace, not only do they say your name, like, you know, out to the world, whoever, before Mm -hmm. they put it, there is a sign, like, uh, on the receipt. They have your name in big letters. Right, yeah. And it's also, like, you know, me, I'm Naomi E. And I never bother spelling my last name because I'm, like, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. Yeah. But <laughs> I do that because I'm, like, there's no other Naomi E. You know what I mean? Like, there's no yeah. other E. E. So she <laughs> came up. And I, like, you know, and I'm so, like, thrown by someone being close to me that I just kind of jump back. Yeah. And then she opens, like, she, like, lifts the top of the the bag like it's on top of the box so like look inside to see if those are her <gasps> items 
Wow. And then I just start pointing at the receipt where my name is yeah. because I was trying to talk to her, but then I also didn't want to get close. So yeah, yeah, that's, 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 look at it. Yeah. And so I'm just like pointing and I'm like, Naomi, me, Naomi, me. <laughs> so, like you're talking to an animal at that yeah, point. Fully, fully. <laughs> um, and that was like the work. Cause I just, wow. it was like that moment where I was like, not simply like, okay, you're in my face and you're in my space. But yeah. it was also this moment of like, Oh my God, am I like afraid of people now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are we at the point oh. in this where I'm afraid of other humans being uh, nearby? A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I question the uh, like dissolving of all of my social skills that I've worked so hard <laughs> to get over the years that are like fully gone. I know. I know. Uh, the co- podcast is helping though, right? It's helping you yes. like look people in the eye and totally remember what sentences sound like out loud. Right. I mean, I I would say that you um you won that interaction in terms of like the right Thank thing you. for a human being to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Thank Matthew you. says, "I love Naomi. Ask her oh, what what are the three things that Jubu does that make <laughs> her laugh the most?" Okay. That's so funny. So, <laughs> what makes me laugh the most Angie, you know how like when you get in a relationship and you start to just like do stupid stuff with each mm-hmm. other, you You're know, comfortable, right? yeah, yes, and like especially I think because we are like I say like over ten years I have like turned Andy into a strong black woman. <laughs> and, like the thing that will always make me laugh, like if I'm saying something or doing something, and usually it's because I'm like not letting him finish. I yeah. tend to interrupt him, and I'll be like, I know what you're gonna say, right, and. <laughs> He goes and he kills me. He goes, girl, girl. And he says, like, he really like gets, he like girls me to get me to stop. He has sass. Yeah. Yes. And it cracks me up every time. Like, when he goes, girl, girl, I'm not finished. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, fair. I'm like, okay, fair. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) So that definitely kills me at all times. And then. He will often talk to the animals um, as though they can understand him. And uh, that yes. I find very, you know, that tickles me. Very that really endearing. tickles me. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, I remember this. He goes, and he said it dead serious. Like he didn't realize it when he said it. Cause like the cat like knocked something off the desk. You know how sometimes they'll just like bat something, you know? Yes. He like knocked mm-hmm. over like a cup of tent or something stupid. Uh-huh. And I was like, and I'm like, Andy, he's not supposed to be on the desk. And Andy goes, I told him not to. And I looked at him, I go, you told the animal and you thought he understood you. Like, amazing, was, amazing. So those are my two. And then of course, whenever like, I don't know, what does crack me up? I don't know. Those two are pretty dang good. Those are great. Um, Thank you. Okay. Here's the last question. Uh, Ambrose said that you're his favorite and uh, wants to know advice on a friendship becoming romantic. Ooh. Mm. Were you and your Jubu friends first? We were not super long, like maybe Mm -hmm. six months, a little less, but yeah, we were definitely friends. It was was interesting because I definitely didn't think he was interested in me because he Mm. was at the time very repressed. I've now pulled his heart out and now we can both (laughs) look at it and talk about it, you know? But at the time, he was very buttoned up. So oh, I didn't amazing. know. And so I definitely um didn't like flirt. Like I didn't talk to him thinking I was trying to make something happen. Um, right. But I think, I think the way, if okay, if you're trying to make it happen, I think it's about like a little physical affection. You know what I mean? Mm. Like a little taking of the hand, a little lower back touch. You know, you mm-hmm. want them to like, you're trying to like connect those wires. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your friend essential you want to just really make that connection now if you're already together and it's like okay what are we doing it feels like we're being too friendly mm-hmm. i think it's like one of the things i feel like i had to stop doing i like like to tease people and roast them uh-huh. and i realize that like when you're trying to be romantic you have to like stop that at some point yeah you know what i mean are, yeah <laughs> people are sensitive to it and i i same thing that i see that as like a, a sign of affection if i'm making yes. fun of you but a yes. lot of people don't see it that way <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
important to learn. They have to learn. And especially, I think, I think at least I found like guys, like cishet dudes, like when it's coming from a woman and they're like, wait a minute, I'm offended by this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to be like, like you're pretty i like you (laughs) totally i think that's great (laughs) advice uh and uh, like very sincere very authentic and very helpful um grace you are very affirming i wish you were a therapist oh uh girl uh me too i would save money (laughs) on (laughs) buying my own um this has been so wonderful thank you for talking with us today before you leave usually when we do the podcast in person we give our guest a personalized fortune cookie for making time for us but because we're doing it digitally we have a digital fortune cookie that i believe melissa sent to your email yes which and i don't want to close our zoom on my phone so i'm gonna go to this other thing up you're traveling we're traveling we're We're moving i love it We're moving. I'm going to like get this up. I want to see my digi fortune cookie. I love. Okay. We believe that your commentary on local children's dance recitals should become not just a regular, but public performance. One fortune cookie is guaranteed to subscribe and support on Patreon for very little money. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I I would sign up for the Patreon of you watching videos of uh, young women's dance recitals and reviewing them. Uh, for everyone uh, it's wow. wonderful thank you so much I do have a lot of hot takes I am invested <laughs> I'm invested in child stars love children it. like when I can sense too that they're bringing a professionalism yes I'm gonna give them a professional critique yes, yes. okay <laughs> treat them like do. the adults that they are treat them uh, like the adults they want to be I love it Naomi thank you so much where can people find everything that you're working on everything that you're doing if they don't already know if you enjoy laughter and fun combos like this, come to Couples Therapy Podcast, couplestherapypod.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple, there are a couple other podcasts with the title. Go with the picture that looks kind of like me. And, <laughs> um, and uh, Instagram is my new safe space. So you can come to Instagram.com at Blacktress Comedy. Now, guys, I used to have a day job. I had to be on the low, hence Blacktress Comedy. But come, <laughs> we talk, we live, we laugh, we love. We love it. Make sure, please, check out everything that Naomi is doing. It is wonderful. It's a beautiful light in these weird, dark times. <laughs> I appreciate it so, so much. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. This was so fun. Thank you for talking to me. You were just too great, Grace. Oh, this God. This is good for us. This, this is, is very good for us. Good for us. Uh, yeah. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>